So to hear head coach Sean McVay say it, Allen Robinson already paying off big in OTAs. That's next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Travis Rogers. I am your host for Locked On Rams, as well as the host for your Rams pre- and post-game show on their flagship station, ESPN 710, here in Los Angeles. I also host the Travis and Sliwa show on the very same station, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. every single day. Well, Monday through Friday, at least, just like Locked on Rams. So make sure that you check that out. Check us out on YouTube, our Locked on Rams YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that. And while you're here, why don't you click that subscribe button on your podcast feed and make sure that you're getting Locked on Rams every single day. Okay, coming up. I want to get into something I heard about how the uh, Rams should potentially handle the Aaron Donald contract negotiation that made my head spin because I think it's such an incredibly bad idea. But we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Plus, Cooper Cup gives a, a little more insight as to why Sean McVay has been as successful as he has as a head coach in the NFL in a relatively short period of time, only coming into his sixth year as a head coach here in this league. Just a, a remarkable run for him. But let's start with kind of Sean McVay and a little bit of Allen Robinson. Um OTAs are underway. Matthew Stafford is still not throwing. We talked about that on yesterday's Locked on Rams um, episode. Again, another good reason why I got to make sure you click that subscribe button every single day. Um, but Stafford's not throwing, but the other quarterbacks are, right? Uh, obviously, you got John Wolford, you got Bryce Perkins, you got these guys that are in there throwing some passes. And Allen Robinson has been performing particularly well, that according to Sean McVay. Here's what he had to say about him through the first couple of days of OTAs. He's a stud. I've been so impressed with it, just his overall professionalism day in and day out. He's got a great way about himself. He went on to say he's locked in in the meetings, and I think that the first thing that stands out is the body control for a bigger receiver. I bet you he's a baller on the basketball court. He's wired to be able to double up and play underneath himself. Some of those bigger guys that play as big as he does typically don't have the ability to get in and out of their breaks as seamlessly as he does. But I think his transition in and out of breaks and how smooth he is for a bit, as, as big as he is, it's been very exciting, and I love getting to know him a little bit better. Um, if we've learned anything about Sean McVay um, during the last five years as his run as Rams head coach is when he says something, you should listen, whether it's a, a roster move, whether it's um, that he feels good about his team, whether he feels that they're struggling a little bit. Um, he's as far as NFL head coaches go, he's on the on, on the right side of more honest than not, right? So so there's Bill Belichick on one side, right? Bill Belichick is on the Cincinnati. Uh, okay, great. There, there, there's that where you just are purposefully disengaged and you just don't want to do it, so you give as little as possible. There are guys that are, are constantly trying to 
gain an advantage, whether it's by misdirection or, or whatever it might be. And then there's a smaller group of guys that are generally going to tell you what it is that they think about their team. I think Sean McVay falls into that last group. Now, he's not going to give away state secrets. He's not going to tell you the, the 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 opening sequence of plays that they're going to run on an upcoming Sunday. But if he says, you know, we're looking at making a move, then get ready. They're probably going to make a move. If he says, I like this player, you probably like that player or he probably likes that player and he's probably getting ready to integrate him into what it is that they're doing. And that he's saying this about Allen Robinson after a very short period of time with him, seeing him out there, you know, running routes, catching balls in the meeting rooms, all the things that these guys are doing that aren't actually playing games. And he's as bullish on him as it sounds like he is. I think it's legit. And, and, and you, the part he said at the end that the, the way that he can do things, I think this is so important that the Rams have developed this culture, this system, however you want to characterize it, of you need to do the work around here. You need to be able to do the things that we need you to do. We're not going to try to get you to do the things that you don't do well, but we need you to do the things that we need you to do. Right. If that means you need to be able to run multiple routes, then you need to be able to run multiple routes. They're not just going to bring you in the first place. They have an idea. This is how we would use Odell Beckham. This is how we would use Cooper Cup or Robert Woods or Van Jefferson or Allen Robinson. And I think that he's seeing, okay, this fits really well. He could, we thought he could do these things and he can do these things and he's willing to do these things. And now we can go make a next, uh, you know, a, r- different plays, new plays. We can run Cooper Cup off of this. We can do uh, Van Jefferson off of that. And these pieces start to come together like that. I think that's very exciting for a player, or I should say for a coach like uh, like Sean McVay. And then, of course, the, the most obvious part of this, and I think the if, if I were a athlete, it really, I guess it doesn't even matter if you're an athlete. If you're a musician or a talk show host or whatever it is you do, if you're surrounded by other people that are really good at what you do, you sound better, you look better, you sell better, you catch more passes, you, you know, give out better grades if you got a bunch of good students around you, right? That the idea of being surrounded by elite players. So sometimes I think people look at this a little wrong and athletes in particular. Why do I want to go there when the ball is going to go to Cooper cup more often than not? Well, because the ball doesn't go there every time because Cooper cup's going to draw a ton of attention. And if he's getting double team, that means you're not. And that means that you're going to get more opportunities, that you're going to have more um, chances to do this, that, and the other thing. It makes perfect sense to me, and I think a guy like Allen Robinson clearly understands that, that he decided to come over and play on this team and this organization with that head coach. The Sean, uh, Sean McVay is not going to bring a guy in and say, ah, we'll just put him over there. We'll fade. No, no, no. He had a specific plan in mind of how he wants to use these guys, and I think you're starting to come a- a- and see it. If Sean McVay says that Allen Robinson is going to be a good player for the Rams – I think that he's going to be a good player for the Rams. I do not think that he's doing, oh, he's going to be great. And then all of a sudden you're, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back a year ago or so when they got Deshaun Jackson, right? It's kind of one of those, well, they gave Deshaun Jackson some, hmm, okay. Did you hear a lot about Deshaun Jackson in training camp? I don't remember it. Did you hear a lot about, oh, we got big plans for him? Not really. It was, yeah, let's see what we can get out of this. And then very quickly they moved on from it. They realized, you know what, not, not exactly what we need. He doesn't want to do what we need him to do, and that's fine. We'll move him down the road. We'll go We'll, we'll go have someone else do it. Uh, Allen Robinson does not feel like Deshaun Jackson. Allen Robinson feels like a guy that they have big plans for, that they're going to be able to integrate into that offense very, very seamlessly, and he's going to be ready to go from day one. If he thinks he's good, He's good. And not to throw cold water on Tutu Atwell, but how often have you heard him rave about Tutu Atwell? You haven't. What happened there? He didn't get the ball. He didn't play much. Then he got hurt. 
Okay. You haven't heard a ton. I mean, I think it's not like a bullying situation, but just listen to what they say and then listen and then watch what happens next. And you'll get a pretty good idea. And Sean McVay, pretty honest head coach. If he likes Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson's going to be very, very good. Okay, speaking of Sean McVay, yet uh, Cooper Cup gave us another example of exactly why he's as good as he is. That's coming up next. Okay, let's talk a little bit about our friends at Built Bar, right? Uh, you've heard me talk about the Built Bars. We've talked about the Built uh, Puffs, both the, the birthday cake and the brownie. Well, how about this? How about Built Granola Bars? They are here. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors. You got chocolate peanut butter. Well, sure, who doesn't like that? Chocolate coconut, hand up in the air, and white chocolate berry. Want to try all three? You can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. They are so different from the bars and the puffs. Built Granola Bars are loaded with, well, what? Granola, right? It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like Built Bars and Puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. You've heard the numbers. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. They're going to change the way that you eat. They're going to change the way that you feel. They're going to change everything. It makes you feel so much better. You're making good decisions. So go to Built.com to get Built Granola Bars right now. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off of your order one more time, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked on Rams your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so... um. On this podcast, if you are a subscriber, you have probably heard me say this, but I think it's uh, it's important how good Sean McVay is at what he does. And there are a million reasons for it, right? He's energetic. He's honest. He's enthusiastic. He's demanding. He's creative. He's, he's willing to learn. He's not stubborn. He's not somebody that believes that there is only one way to do things. He's kind of a sponge. He talks to other coaches. He talks to players. All of these things, I think, are what make him – the best coach in this league, not named Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is in a category of his own, but Sean McVay very quickly is closing in on on just about everybody else in this league. If he hasn't passed him already, there you know obviously there are some Andy Reeds and guys out there that have a lot of a lot of skins on the wall. So lots of respect to those guys. But I want you to listen to what Cooper Cup had to say about uh, his head coach, about his willingness to listen to ideas, even if maybe they're not particularly great ideas. And Cup said, I do. I love that. We talk about collaboration all the time. The thing I appreciate is no matter how crazy the idea is, you can go in and write it up on Sean's wall and he'll tell you that's a stupid idea. That's a dumb idea. But he also wants to work through things if he sees something in there and that he likes and wants to work through that and find some ways that we can implement things. If it fits within the identity of what we're about as a football team, if it brings to life the strengths of the players we have on our team, then he's always about it. I always appreciated that about Sean. Okay, uh, let's let, let's simplify it, right? I, I I like what he said. What what he's saying is, he's a leader. He's a boss that is not. No, we're not doing that. No, that's I don't like. That's not how I do it. Fingers in the ears. La 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 la. I'm not listening to you. Or yeah, sure. Tell me everything that you want to do. Oh, good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then just shooing you out of the office and going back to doing exactly what he's doing. There's an open level of communication here where if Cooper Cup. And I get it. Cooper Cup's a Super Bowl MVP and, and has been one of the best wide receivers in football for the last few years. If he walks in your office and says, hey, I have an idea, maybe you're listening to Cooper Cup. But I don't think that's just for him. 
I think that's probably for anybody in his organization, any of the players, any of the assistant coaches. Hey, Sean, I've got an idea. What if we do this? And he'll listen and he'll think about it. And then, then the honesty kicks in, right? If it's a bad idea, it's like, no, that's not going to work. And here's why. Boom, 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 boom. Right? That's what Cooper Cup's saying. But he's also saying, um, well, interesting. Maybe not that exactly. But what if we take your idea and we spin it a little bit? What if we take the concept of your idea and we implement it a little differently like this? That's leadership. That's being a, an incredibly flexible thinker. And, and I want to go to a different sport very quickly. Think about, and, and maybe not in the last year or two, it's not the perfect example, but over the, their run where they won five NBA championships, right? Think about the San Antonio Spurs. Think about how they won those games. Think about how they would win all of those championships and all the different great players that they had come through. It was never just one thing. And then even after Tim Duncan had left, they're still pretty, we'll, we'll play a little faster, we'll play a little slower, be more defensive-oriented and offensive-oriented. You kind of go with what you have available to you and different ideas, you know, Team USA, and you just bring all of these ideas from everyone else. And all of a sudden, you've got your own philosophy that's a little bit over here, a little bit over there. I bring my own things to the table, and Cooper Cup brings me an idea. Aaron Donald brings me an idea. The next thing you know... I've got the brightest minds bringing me their stuff. And you don't have to take it all in, but if you listen to it, you're going to find some things along the way that are game changers. And I think that's what, what Cup is saying. I Sean McVay listens. Why do you think Sean McVay is so comfortable and so willing and so um, helpful in making sure that his assistants go and get head coaching jobs. Why Zach Taylor is in Cincinnati and Lafleur is in uh, Green Bay and O'Connell's in um, uh, Minnesota and all these guys, different guys are in different places because he knows that I can find these other guys. I can bring these guys in and I can listen to him and I can learn something from him and he can go in and I'll bring a different guy in. He's willing to listen and think and change and be fluid and all of these things that you typically don't hear from other coaches. I mean, the, the character of a coach is that this is my way and this is how we do it. And you just stay over there and you run the play exactly how I drew it up. And I don't want to hear, you know, my friend Keyshawn Johnson, He's talked about this a bunch. They they would we would say this. Um, my co-host on uh, the Rams pregame show, Kirk Morrison, has said the same thing with some of the coaches that he had in his NFL career. Sometimes these guys will give you something, and the players look at it and go, "Well, that's not going to work." Oh no, no, it will. If you and and they're saying, "Coach, I'm telling you, I've been in this league a long time. This won't work. I know how the league. No, they, and nope, they don't want to hear it. They want you to do there, and then they go out there and they run it, and guess what happens? It doesn't work." I don't think we're going to get a lot of that with a guy like Sean McVay. I don't. Th I think if we were going to see that, we would have seen it and heard it by now. And he certainly wouldn't have had the success that he's been able to do. Listen, take it in from every possible place. Make Cooper Cup feel like he's a part of putting this offense together. He probably has a pretty good feel of what is and isn't going to work. And and you develop this trust between your players and your code that, look, I can bring him something, and if it doesn't work, he's not going to kill me. Maybe we'll use it. Maybe we won't, and vice versa. So when he comes to me and says, I want to do this because I think that I'm going to listen. I'm going to try to go implement those things. Trust goes a long way, and that's basically what Cooper Cup is getting at is you have to trust your people. And I think Sean McVay trusts his as much as anybody in the NFL, and I think the proof is in the pudding. Okay, there's a theory on Aaron Donald going around that makes me want to bang my head on the desk. I'll tell you what it is coming up next. So the Rams and Aaron Donald are still, and I've been struggling with the right word to put in here. I don't want to say it an impasse. That suggests some sort of um, hostility 
that it feels like it's stalled and it's not moving. I don't want to say in a disagreement because the same reasons, it feels like it's, it's not quite to that level, but the Rams and, and Aaron Donald are currently negotiating a new deal for him. And it hasn't gotten done yet. And let's go back to right before the Super Bowl when there was the report. Rodney Harrison mentioned that if they wouldn't the Super Bowl, maybe he'd want to retire. And then Aaron Donald has a bunch of champagne and tequila at the at the parade and run it back, run it back. And then there's the profile in Sports Illustrated about how he really did consider it, but he still wants to play football. And here we are. He would like a new deal. And I'm sure the Rams would like to give him one. And I'm sure Aaron Donald would like as much as he could possibly get. And they're negotiating. Fine. I, I fully trust that this will get done. I just can't imagine that Aaron Donald wants to go anywhere else. I can't imagine that he doesn't want to play football anymore. And I can't imagine that the Los Angeles Rams are going to put themselves in a position to alienate the greatest player in the history of their franchise. And that's exactly what he is. So I don't think that any of those things are going to happen. But I did hear this, and I just stopped me dead in my tracks. And that was, what would a team like the New England Patriots do if they were in this situation? And obviously, I, I think you know what that means. I think, you know, it means they, they may say, hey, look, and th this is what we have budgeted for you. You can take it. We'd love to have you. But if not, happy trails. We'll, we'll catch you down the road. They've done it to a lot of guys. Shoot, Tom Brady's in, in, in Tampa, right? Willie McGinnis, you know, was great and left. Richard Seymour was great and left. The number of their defensive uh, backs were, were great and left. It's how, they, it's how they run their operation, right? We have an idea. We're willing to pay right up until you want a little bit more than that, and then we're going to move you down the line. The Dodgers, to go mix uh, sports again, through the 70s and 80s were arguably better at this than anybody else, which was I'd rather move you a year or two early than a year or two late. I'd rather get out while the getting's good. I've gotten the vast majority of your best play. I'll let somebody else pay you for what's coming next because I already got the good part, okay? I think that that is um, an interesting way to do it. But there have to be exceptions to the rule. There have to be exceptions that you make that maybe aren't perfect business decisions that might not be perfect football decisions, but that are decisions that are inherently in your best interest and the health of your team and the health of your fan base. And I'm not just talking about the other guys that are lining up to play football. I'm talking about just up and down the organization from trainers to coaches, to administrators, everybody. And there have to be exceptions for guys like Aaron Donald, for guys like Clayton Kershaw, for guys like Kobe Bryant, for guys that are not just good players in the moment, for guys that are just not maybe going to go to the Hall of Fame, but guys that are the face of your franchise, that guys are so closely associated with your team over a long period of time and sustained excellence that the idea of them being somewhere else is just untenable. And, and I'm, I, I can't imagine that the Rams aren't in that spot. I can't imagine that the Rams aren't exact. Because think about what happens. Let, let's say you do the Patriots hardline thing. Nope, this is the number. We only think you got another year or two of high-quality football left. We're going to let somebody else buy all the bad years. We're out of the Aaron Donald business. We'd love to have you at this price, but not a penny more. What does that tell everybody else in that building? Now, I get it. The NFL is a tough business. Pro sports are a tough business. Ruthless. How Can you help me? Great. We'll take care of you. Can you not? Nope. Boom. Gone. Can somebody else do it cheaper? Nearly as good? Okay. Boom. Gone. I, I get it. I get it. And I think that every NFL player kind of understands the rule. Robert Woods is a really good example of this. Robert Woods was a real player for the Rams for a very long period of time. 
and was kind of the, one of the faces of the organization. Robert Woods is not Aaron Donald. You can make a tough decision with Robert Woods, and everybody kind of understands, yeah, it's too bad. He's got to go somewhere else, right? Matthew Stafford is a great example. Matthew Stafford in Detroit, right? He, yeah, I got to go somewhere else. Like, you guys aren't, we're not winning enough here. I got to go. And everybody in Detroit kind of got it. Aaron Donald's special. Aaron Donald's Kobe. Aaron Donald's Clayton Kershaw. You can't let that guy go. Everybody else, if they're going to do that guy like that, what sort of chance? And now it's every man for himself. And it kind of is already, but that takes it to a whole nother level. You, If you've been lucky enough to go to SoFi Stadium or Coliseum for Rams games over the last few years, look around. Who, Which jersey do you see more than any? It's Aaron Donald. Yeah, a little Todd Gurley over here a few years ago, a little Jared Goff over there. Sure, there's Cooper Cup, and there's Matthew Stafford, and there, there's some other guys that you're going to see. You know, there's a Jalen Ramsey here and there. Sure. The vast majority of it is Aaron Donald. He's your guy. He's your Kershaw. He's your Kobe. You do not do a game of chicken with one of these guys. Not him. You can do it with Todd Gurley. You can do it with Jared. That, that's fine. They're, they aren't those guys. They're good players, Pro Bowl players, winning players, but not it. they're not Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is, you know, when you think Eric Dickerson, Deacon Jones, Merlin Olsen, Aaron Donald, and, and probably Aaron Donald. You, you, you do not go like Aaron Donald go play for the Tennessee Titans for a couple of seasons because you're going to get tied up with some money. And the Rams, you know, to their everlasting credit, don't get too tied up on the financial components of this stuff. They just really don't. They find a way to work through it. So I'm not worried about it, but just the, the concept of Aaron Donald getting an ultimatum from a team like the Patriots and that the Rams would ever implement something. I hope, I hope I'm right because it just, I think it would send a terrible message to the fan base, to the rest of the people in the organization. Aaron Donald needs to play his entire career for the LA Rams unless he decides he wants to go somewhere. If it's up to him, it's a little bit different, right? If it's up to him, then, you know, it, it's a more of a Matthew Stafford situation, but you do not let this come down to a, well, we offered him this and he walked out the door. Do not do that. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Now for your next listen, make sure that you listen to Locked on NFL podcast or national NFL experts and insiders, keeping fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. But the offseason, it never, ever stops. Follow Locked on NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house.